Hi everyone, welcome back to Earpod with Alicia M and Budwaya Waya. This is episode 12 because this is not the second season. We yeah. took a hiatus, we took a break. We we're actually supposed to come back in September. Well, we took an extra month. It's October now. Welcome. And a lot has happened in the past two months. I mean, we've even moved down another, is it two, two le- uh, lockdown levels? Yeah. Yeah, we're like yeah. two. We're now to level one and hopefully soon we'll be to like zero <laughs> so we can get that on with our lives yes um how have you been ah, i've been good it's been uh, a really interesting time uh mm. trying to live through the levels firstly mm. and just trying through live trying to live through what has been happening within the world mm. i feel like it's been a really crazy year yeah. And yeah, like it's just not slowing down. It's yeah. just continuous. Like every week, there's just something new. There's something new, new right? There's something some new. Something crazy happened. And the craziest thing is that it's not just on uh, ecosystem level. Mm. It's also just on your personal level. Mm. You know, mm. I feel like all of us have been experiencing changes. Mm. We've been going through things, whether good or bad. Just a lot of things have been happening in 2020. Man, for some of us, it's been it's been fire. We've been <laughs> seeing flames. Okay, so um, yeah. let's let's get into the conversation. Let's get into our topics. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to be discussing is the whole Tory Lanez and Megan the Stallion situation, which happened a while ago, like yeah. July 11th. What? Yeah, on Saturday night, July 11th, uh, Megan the Stallion was at a pool party with Kylie Jenner as well as Tory Lanez and a friend of hers, um, Kelsey Nicole. You know, they left the party, an altercation happened, ensued in the vehicle, and Megan got shot in the foot. A lot of a lot of things happened after that. Megan posted, yeah, I got shot on my foot. She didn't say who shot her. Yeah. But then everybody was insinuating that it was Tory Lanez because the friend came out saying she she didn't shoot her. And then she came later came out saying, oh, no, Tory, she specifically said, Tory Lanez shot me. Sh- you see, now, the, the story is, is so complicated. It's not complicated. It's not complicated because she says she shot her. She, she says that he shot her. I guess what's annoying is that Toy Lanes hasn't come out and made like an actual statement. He hasn't come out and said, I didn't shoot Megan. Instead, this nigga dropped an album. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he hasn't come out and said, yeah. I didn't shoot Megan. What he does is, oh no, let's let's drop an album. Yeah. Like discussing. And he went into a lot of things. He did. He did. He did. He implies that they were in a relationship together. Yeah. Uh, he even says that. Oh, at the pool party, he was so enamored with how Kylie Jenner looked and yeah. how heavenly she looked, so she had yeah. to flirt. And there's also rumors that one of the reasons why they were arguing in the car is that she found out that Kelsey, her friend, yeah. was also messing with Tory Lanez because they were both like pissed that he was flirting with um, Kylie. Kylie. Yeah. And then they were both like, which, why, why are you mad? Which, why are you mad? We're like, oh, <laughs> that's which, why. Which is actually something that uh, as the conversation develops, or go into because there's actually a song on the mm. album. It's actually my favorite song because it's so spicy. I want like the it's, album it's, is good though. Yeah, musically, yeah. wow, the really good. Is a good album. There's a song on the album which uh, also discussed t- titled uh, "Sorry, but I had to." Mm. And uh, in this song, he actually name drops from mm. Kylie to Megan to Chance mm. the Rapper to Asian Doll to Eaton every single body 
throws in Chris Brown into there. So going back to what's Ooh, annoying. I would never, I'd never mention Chris Brown in an album <laughs> yeah. where you were accused of shooting a woman. Yeah. And then you're going to add a woman be tattooed. No, yeah. no. So going back to what's annoying and um, why I think the way Tory Lanez is going about things is politically incorrect mm. is because at least have the audacity to come out and make a public statement. It lacks tact. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It lacks like it just lacks empathy or sympathy yeah. for Megan yeah, and what she's going through because it's and, traumatizing. And also going back to her taking mm. quite some time to actually come out and say it was Tory Lanez. Mm. Do you think on her part that was her sort of giving this guy a bit of margin and a bit of room to be able to come out and do right by her in a way and now this guy goes silent mm. and then she says you know what i'm fed up with this guy no actually because she, even, she even, said even, is that she she actually released his name because she was pissed off that his publicist or his team yeah. was going around to the blog saying no this didn't happen or yeah. she's lying or whatever yeah for me it's more like what she said is that she didn't say anything to protect them because you know with the police shootings in america and how black men are treated that side you know, she wanted to protect him. And also, I mean, like he said, that a relationship. Yeah. So she probably still, like, had feelings or yeah. was in her feelings about the whole situation. Didn't know whether or not she was going to press charges or rat him out or whatever. So, for me, I think the one thing I also hate about Tory Lanez is the fact that, like, he's... um getting money for of it like <laughs> like the fact you know, that he's monetizing you, you, this is someone this uh um, a traumatic experience yes. and the thing is about tory lanes is that um this does not what i'm about to say does not justify any of his actions in any way because i think how he's handled everything has been uh completely horrible i don't i don't think that you should be doing that to anybody mm. you shouldn't be monetizing or benefiting of a person's traumatic experience. Mm. So the thing is with Tory Lanes is I've followed him from the onset, from the jump, mm. back when he used to release Chicks tape that was um, mixtapes that he's released. Mm. And the thing is about Tory Lanes, his so backstory mm. coming up, he lost his mother at a at a young age, and um, he didn't live with his father. He lived with his aunt. He got mm. kicked out. Mm. So this is a guy who's always had his back against the wall. And he's always been ostracized for the decisions he's made. Dropped out of school. And he's always a guy who, who always feels like, you know what? I'm going to show you. But the manner and the way in which he does it, it, it has this very braggadocious and arrogant way. Mm. Instead of being able to confront things in a polite situation. He's always the guy who's going to say, you know what, I'm going to show you guys who I am. And he doesn't back down. That's the thing about Tory Lanez. And he even went as far as there was an exchange between him and J.I.D., mm. you know, and this guy is saying, I could body the whole of Dreamville. You know, that's, <laughs> that's J. Cole, that's Boss, that's J.I.D. Dreamville is a whole stable. Mm. And he's like, if you guys are up for it, we could do it. So in my opinion, he's just, he's not the smartest of individuals and he lacks emotional intelligence for mm. me when it comes to such situations. I mean, like, he was literally in everybody's face during quarantine, you know, yeah. quarantine, quarantine, quarantine radio was a yeah. thing. I mean, why can't he just go on to Instagram and be like, hey, I didn't I didn't do, do it. it. Because even T.I., T.I. came out and he's like, you know what, I'm not going to pick any sides. Mm. However, listen here, young king, if you're going to do things in the right manner, just come out and make a statement. 
if you didn't do it, say that you didn't do it. Because when, you know what, Nah? But and, the thing and, is, like, and at the end of the day... He, he probably doesn't want to make a statement because he probably did do it. There were literally four people in that car. There was him, the friend that says she didn't do it, his bodyguard, and him. So yeah. either the bodyguard or him. And this is the thing, right? At the end of the day, there are people who are against Tory Lanez and saying that he did it. Mm-hmm. People were not there on the night, right? Mm-hmm. Which is it's sort of wrong to speak because the man has not been convicted as of yet and nobody knows what happened. However, if you as Tory Lanez don't say anything, you're creating a platform for people to to, to side speculate. exactly mm-hmm. to side with Meg and to say that you did it because if you know that you didn't do anything you're going to speak out you're going to defend yourself so i think how he's handled the situation from that perspective mm-hmm. is wrong however when it comes to the music the music is is really good this is the best piece of music that he's dropped in my opinion and uh to also bring into context he's also got his own masters now mm. and he's independent mm. and he's always said that he's going to save his best music for when he's independent and yeah, i just but i just i just hate the timing why yeah it's 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 so fresh because the thing is, is like and the thing is like you know it's riding off of the the publicity or the media surrounding the incident with him and Megan Thee Yeah, it is. Because before this, I didn't care about a Tory Lanez album. Yeah. I wasn't listening to Tory Lanez. But because all of this nonsense yeah. was happening, I was like, oh, let me, let let me, me listen. listen. <laughs> and now, and you see, now he's got the whole world sort of sitting up and watching. Even his projected sales mm. for the first week were quite good. Mm. And he sold really well for an individual who, A, is independent, mm. B, who is blackballed. So he's been blackballed by the industry. No radio play. Mm. no licensing deals nothing but he sold really well and that's because of obviously what's happening and from that perspective i hate to see it because people shouldn't be benefiting and monetizing off that uh, however as a tory lanes fan the music the music is really good it's just i feel for for meg and what's going on because if you look at her career and how it was taking shape mm-hmm. she's doing really well and but she's still been busy. I mean, she yeah. got a number one with WAP. She released a song with, um, who's this guy? What's his? Young Thug, not so long ago. Just a few days ago, I believe. And that's not doing bad either. Yeah. But when that incident happened, she was at the um, at the point where... And she also was on where, SNL where, where, not where you, just a few days ago too. So. Where you, when you start to hit ascension within mm. your career, I believe it's a period that should be... Um, uninterrupted by any negative energy and that she should really enjoy it it's a moment where you start to get to realize that you are actually reaching the peak of your powers Mm -hmm. and that's why my heart goes out to her because you'd love you'd love to enjoy that moment and fully take it in but she hasn't been able to because of what's going on with regards to her talent i don't have doubts that she will struggle. I believe she'll go on to become a huge superstar if she hasn't become one yet. Mm. However, it's just it's just not nice to see. It's not nice to see a young a young person, a young black woman go through what she's going through. Yeah. So from that, for me, it's 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 an L on Tory Lane's part. Yeah, Tory Lane's needs to do better, bro. Yeah. Well, moving from one Canadian to another, <laughs> let's discuss Drake. Yeah. Um, Drake is featured on a song, uh, with. He's on a song with 21 Savage, Savage. as well as Metro Boomin. Um, Drake raps on Mr. Right, which is the name of the song. Yeah, said she wanna F to some scissor. Wait, because I used to date scissor back in 08. 
if you cool with it, baby, can you still play? So this is the first time either Drake or Scissor has ever indicated that they were an item. Yeah. And firstly, Drake's dated everyone. Like, yeah. like I don't yeah. he, he's dated everyone. Like even Scissor, I was I was shocked a little bit. Yeah, I was I was, I was shocked. also shocked. But also this kind of caused controversy because when people calculated Scissor's age she was, she 17. was 17 at the time. Yeah. And Drake was 21. Yeah. But then Scissor came back and kind of clarified everything, kind of cleaned it up and said, no, wait. It, uh, so this is what she said. Uh, so it was actually 2009 law. In this case, a year of poetic rap license. Matter. Mattered. Um, Scissor explained on Twitter Sunday, lol, I think he just innocently rhymed 08. With, with weight. weight, yeah. Anybody who really knows me and was around during this time can confirm it's all love and all no peace. Yeah. Sure. So she was actually she turned eighteen, um, on November the eighth, two thousand and eight. So, but yeah. if if it's really a year later, she was she was um, turning nineteen, whatever. Yeah, and it's actually the if you've heard the song, mm. the the rhyme scheme and the mm. flow. It goes really well with uh, oh, 08 and uh, wait and play as well because mm. play comes after 08. So it's just words which precede Bro, and proceed 08. It's just, yeah, it's just when you, when you think about it from uh, a political sense. It's like, yo, that's really, that's really wrong. No, but just generally, you, know? you can't play with, like, dates. You don't know what is going on with her life in 2008. Maybe she was with somebody. Now, some random dude is like, oh, she's cheating on me with Drake. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, if you, if you understand rap music and you understand um, creativity in any sense, there are certain things which will be bent a little. Yes, it, co- it caused uh, controversy, but I think what was good was that Caesar came out and immediately explained see, to us what happened. See, the reason why there's even more controversy is that there's been like this. People find Drake and his tendencies a bit weird because he does tend to go for like young women, like 18, 19, maybe 20, 21. But he was 21 himself then. So yeah, I don't but, think but there's I guess a huge the, the doesn't, age gap. It doesn't count then, right? No, maybe, then, then it doesn't count. Yeah. Today. <laughs> Today. <laughs> if he dated. If he 18, dated then, okay, yes, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. But back then. I mean, a 19-year-old, 21-year-old, more or less in a similar age bracket, you know? Mm. So, it's just, what's interesting to me is like, okay, this guy has been through, been through them all. (laughs) This guy has really dated throughout the, the industry, you know? And some of the women that he's taken on dates, it's just crazy. You know, even on Ellen DeGeneres, Mm. um, he once went on and Ellen was just putting up different faces of different women. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. Yep. yep, there's actresses there, there's dancers. I'm like, wow, this bro, guy. Have money, bro. Like when you have money and you're Drake. Yeah, you, man. You're just yeah. Drake. But I think it was very important that she actually came out she and clarified that. it because, because she was also saying she also went. Look, you, you yeah, too weird, bro. Because she also went on to tweet and like I, I just had two guys because I didn't want mm. people to think there was some funny underage but business going on. But what, what do you on. think about? Kissing and telling. Because Drake does this a lot. Yeah. Like, he does this whole naming the yeah, people that he dates. And, like, I don't know. Pardon me. I'd be pissed. You'd like, be pissed, I, I wouldn't, yeah. like, maybe I wouldn't be pissed. But I'd be like, you don't have to go back and tell people that. Yeah. Like, it was, like, ten, over 10 years ago already. Like, no, man. Okay, personally, I'm not for it. And uh, the reason why I'm not for it is because 
what happens between you and I. It, mm. it stays between you and I. Mm. Don't use it for your own creativity. But at least don't say my name, bro. Like just say something else that's smart. Make it cryptic. Yeah, <laughs> make it cryptic. I mean, I mean, you at the end a, of the day, use a title of her song or use a lyric from a yeah, song. Yeah, or, or her middle name or, or something mid- where we have to go and research who's this guy talking about. Yes. So the reason why I don't like it is because you using what happened on a personal level. Mm. And you're using it on a public platform. But then again, and that's and that's my issue. So don't take what that, uh, happened between you and I, is... and then and then go and use it on that. If you're going to, mm, at least you you're creative. Mm. You're creative. Drake is creative enough. Wordplay, mm. you know how he was able to link um, uh, a play weight and 08. He could have done that with you know something, something else. That to girl, that girl, that girl hair. name, that girl exactly. With that girl, big wild hair or something. Yeah, that girl, know. that girl's name ends with the A. We dated back in 08. Ah, bro, <laughs> something you know. <laughs> then you're gonna think A. Diana. <laughs> then you think no, like there's so Rihanna. many Rihanna. Do you understand there's what so I'm saying? Many. There's so many, you know, but. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just glad it didn't end up in a in a weird, ugly situation, especially in this climate right yeah, now, no with man. regards to GVV and what's happening. I don't think I could like, uh, what is this? Cancel Drake? Like I don't want to get to the point where we have to cancel Drake. No man, Drake like, Drake, Drake is a sweetheart. I don't want to cancel Drake. No, he seems like one, but no. he seems like a savage. Drake <laughs> seems like a savage. People think he seems like and, a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Just because he's a Scorpion, I'm a Scorpion. I understand. Like we nice and all, but you know, <laughs> until but we tell start me, getting spicy. But tell me something. They're not so nice. Who do you think Drake is most suited to be with? Like, if you could pick. Any person. Okay, I think, you know, I think from the interviews I've seen of him talking about this topic, I think what he wants is a boss. Yeah. He wants someone, he wants a Jay-Z, Beyonce type relationship. Yeah. With someone that can do their own thing and have their own money and, you know, then be a power couple. That's what he wants. Yeah. Like when I hear him talking. Yeah. That's what he wants. Realistically, I don't know, man. I, sh- I don't you know, know. You know, like he seems like, like one of those people that's gonna be like a George Clooney, yeah. be single up until they're forty, and then get married and be like. Yeah. <sighs> I know the train has already left the station. However, I thought he was perfect with Serena. I thought that could have worked out no. really well. No. And the reason Serena's why Serena's too private for me. And and he's, the reason he's all over the place. Like, yeah, I think for me. I think that works because there's a great balance there. He's a showboater. He likes and, showing and the reason. And he the reason, off, and the reason why I say it's a great balance mm. is because when it comes to certain relationships, I feel like you can't have two people who are out there, out there like mm. that. Because in often cases, it doesn't really work. And remember, we're building a home here for mm. us on a private level and a personal level, as opposed to doing it for people. But but, but let's think about this, right? Remember, I don't remember the year, but it was at the VMAs. Drake was giving uh, Rihanna her. Vanguard Award or whatever, yeah. right? One of the major awards of the night, and then he was out there professing his damn love on the stage. Kind of made it about him, right? Yeah. Really, you could just tell from the body language alone, and she was dabbing. Body language was off. She was not feeling it on any level yeah. at all. And for me, that was like, okay, like fine. Maybe he needs someone that's more reserved than him, but not too reserved, because clearly he's. My, he's about the public displays no, and the public. Needs, you know, I think I think guys like that. I mean, Drake has tried with all these types, different 
um, public mm. personalities. I think sometimes you just need a person who's an anchor and who brings a certain peace and quiet. Because for me personally, that's just uh, that's just what I think. Because at the end of the day, you got kids to raise yeah, as well. Yeah, like, what I'm saying is that the person can be private, but not too like reserved. He still needs someone that's gonna go out and be social with him, but like not too reserved. Like he, the person can't be too reserved. Like you need someone that would appreciate. That type of public display or display. Fiction. Display. Uh, I, don't, like, I don't know because I feel like, you know what I feel like now when it comes to relationships, if mm. I have to be honest with you, there's a space and room for us to allow each other to be the superstars in that specific category or that specific area. Mm. Somebody who's going to allow him to say, you know what, you like the, the, the party scene or mm. that's you. Mm. You go do that. Flourish. Flourish, baby boy, you know, but, <laughs> you know, but moving on to... Imagine, <laughs> hey, I'm about hey, to be a contestant. Hey, like, hey, 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 but moving on to people who are in the scheme of wealth. Uh, oh, wait, hold up. Takashi. Who do you want to speak about? Takashi. Takashi. yeah. Oh. He was, like, hospitalized. Um, when was this? Hold up. Any dates? He's so irrelevant. <laughs> On Tuesday, he was hospitalized on Tuesday. Um, I don't. There's no date on this report. This is a report by my God. I don't even know who which where. It's actually report. on Complex. Complex was oh, the first Complex. one. Complex. Go to broke the, the shade news. room. Go to all these places. So he like apparently overdosed on diet pills and coffee. Like he didn't take the one. Yeah, he yeah. didn't take the one a day recommendation yeah so he overdid it because apparently he says that he gained a lot of weight while he was in prison and he wanted to lose some weight guys like but how do you for me it was like random the most random thing for me and i was actually worried at first that it was like almost like a suicide attempt because he just got out of prison people have been clowning him his album didn't do well like you know it's been kind of like a mess for him but then it sounds like it was just yeah. I think it was just. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a mess because he thrives off that. He's a, he's an individual I don't think who so. I think he, he does just, because I think if he cloaks himself if you, in it, like he just like he goes. Oh, everybody expects him to be like this, so he just goes into it. Although he might not actually want to be be, be like that. Be like it's him. just for me the way he goes about. The way he goes about doing certain things, and the way he trolls people, and the way he gets onto live. I feel like it's reached a point where this is a guy who who thrives off that. And having a look at the numbers, I don't think you'd be too concerned because this guy has made so much money. Mm-hmm. And yes, maybe when he looks at the the album, it's not it's not sold the way he would have expected to. But this is a guy who's always going to be a troll. And because he knows his position now mm. publicly. And he knows that he's been ostracized and written off mm. by the whole industry. Mm. So I feel like he's got no other option but to play that role. So, yeah, I, I don't think he would... He's not, he doesn't seem like a suicidal case to me. He seems like a very happy-go-lucky... I don't know about Happy-go-lucky guy well, to me. Well, I hope me. he gets well. Yeah. But I also don't like how people, like, have shunned him. In, in America for like snitching or whatever yeah. because it doesn't make sense to me because when I read that when I when I read up on his um that whole story the whole situation, the whole situation he read it on people that kidnapped him that robbed him slept with that his baby mom slept with his baby mom like these are people that were just 
pissing on him honestly yeah like i don't get how people are clowning him or like shunning him for snitching on him why why do he doesn't owe these people anything yeah because okay let's put it into perspective if you find yourself in a situation mm. and you're backed into a corner and you get to realize that what matters most here is your freedom is your me. kid I, I matter most my yes, family my yes. immediate family because mm. he also takes care of his parents mm. you know so then you ask yourself am i going to be this bravado great guy for the streets ah oh, i didn't snitch oh, i didn't do this or are you going to put your family first no nigga my family first me first especially if it's me or the people that have been you know stealing from me yeah. like insulting me pretty much disrespecting me consistently like why would i go out my way I think, to protect you i think the situation with, with, with like sick, don't don't go commit crimes with someone yeah. and then disrespect them afterwards like I, they know I too think much the situation with uh with six nine i personally would have swung this very same way it's just the thing is with six nine is how he carries himself in society and how mm. he likes to troll people mm. so that type of behavior is what really gets underneath people's skin i think if he was a very calm individual mm. who was very low-key and had done that mm. some would have pardoned him but he wouldn't be getting as much backlash as he is now. Because when he came out, the first thing he did, he went live. Maybe it's because he was aggressive, right? Exactly. He was too aggressive. It's going too to belligerent. Words and, and yeah. You see, it's that type of behavior and trolling people. Yeah, maybe. You know? I guess so. I guess that's what informs people's um, shunning. Yeah. So hopefully, from a health perspective, everything is okay mm. with him going forward. Because he did get released the same day, actually, mm. from hospital. So... Oh, okay. You wanted to discuss something before yeah, I stopped you. Yeah, before you stopped me. Yes. I wanted to discuss uh, Pizzo Musimane. Yeah. Uh, a man who's just become... Good for him. Well, I'm, I'm happy for multi-millionaire. Him. So, Pizzo Musimane <laughs> has uh, joined Al-Akhli. This is a, a footballing club mm-hmm. in Egypt. It's the biggest footballing club in Africa. This is an, um, a club which has done so well. It's actually a an international brand more than anything oh. and uh he signed a two-year deal with 4.5 million rand a month uh, yeah a month a month a month a month they've they've Ooh, quadrupled can i be pizza most month's kid <laughs> they've quadrupled his earnings at sundowns so at sundowns he had just recently signed a new four-year deal mm-hmm. where he was set to earn eight hundred thousand a month which would see it go to a million rand a month um Subject to him winning matches every every. Can you imagine every week? going from almost a million or well, a million? He was months, on a, he was on a million yeah for four, bonuses. To four million a month. This is four point five million without oh. bonuses. Oh my so, god! So so it could be more. So if he wins, if he wins all the matches within a month, hmm. it could go from four point five to well over five million a month. And it seems like he's on a good start because apparently he's won the first match. Yeah, he won. This is the match which was contested last night, hmm. and uh, they won one nil. And um, the timing of this appointment was, was everything, especially for Pito, because he walks into a club which is set to actually win the league. Mm. The, the club is actually 22 points ahead of second place. Yeah. There's a couple of matches left. Mm. So he's going to win the league. It's guaranteed. He's going to get bonuses so he's from gonna that. he's going to get his bonuses anyway. And he only needs to win four matches to win CAF Champions League. Oh, wow. 
So CAF Champions League is equivalent to UEFA Champions League, the competition that Bayern Munich won. Mm. So if he wins that, in December he goes to compete against the Bayern Munichs of this world at the Ooh. Club World Cup. And that would make it his second um, CAF Champions League if he goes on to win it. He I won hope, one with Mamelodi Sundowns. he goes and gets recognized more like in Europe. Because like Europe is like the... This is the stepping stone. Yeah. He's actually the first black African coach to coach al Ahly, mm-hmm. And al Ahly were actually interested in uh, Luciano Spalletti. This is uh, an Italian, I- Italian coach yeah. who's coached some of the biggest clubs in Italy, Inter Milan being one of them. Mm. And uh, the president um, being uh, al Kadib is in frequent communication with Pito Musimani. So he turned down the chance to sign an Italian experienced coach and said, no, I Let's want go. this South African guy who was born in Kakhishu. And he went with uh, Pito Musimani. And with that being said, he's given him quite the rollout. Pito Musimani has also been allowed to appoint his backroom staff. So it's not dictated to him as to who he has to appoint or work with. He's got a blank check. He's allowed mm. to sign any player he wants. Ooh. And he's actually taken um, two former backroom staff from Mamelodi Sundowns. One being a performance analyst, which mm. is Musi. And uh, Musi is actually one of the most qualified in Africa. And then he's also taken Cabello, who was his fitness fitness coach at uh, Mamelodi Sundowns. So he's really building up his own backroom staff as well. I wonder so, like how it works with regards because I'm sure like most of the players are Egyptian or yeah because they're in an Egyptian yeah. team. So, like I wonder how like the language barrier like do they have like so a, what he's done is that one of he's kept some of the guys who have been at Al Ahly for the longest time, mm-hmm. which I think is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. So he's kept guys who know the history and the culture of the club, mm-hmm. so it makes it a lot easier for integration purposes and also to communicate. And um, some of those players as well have, some of them have played in Europe as well. So some of them know a bit of English. Mm. And this is actually a great stepping stone to Europe because a lot of European clubs have signed players from, from Al Ahly. So I think it's, it's, it's such a positive thing for our football as did, well. Did, um, what's that guy that plays in Manchester? Is it Manchester or is it Arsenal? Yeah, I think it's Arsenal. What's his name? Mohamed Salah. Yeah, what was he also from Egypt? No, no, he didn't come from Al Ahly. Mm. But there's uh, <laughs> That's me being racist. but there's but there's Al Ghazi who came from Al Ahly, oh. and uh, there's also a guy by the name of Sobi who went from Al Ahly to Stoke, who mm. were playing in England. So this is uh this is great for us South Africans because it also puts us onto the map. It also shows that we've got talent locally because I mean for the longest of times we've always um. Uh, tended to rely mm. on European coaches mm, and giving them a chance. And with that being said, um, the departure of Bito Musimane now opened up an opportunity at Sundowns. So the head coaches mm. will then be Rulani Mukwena and Mangoba Mngiti, who are the assistant coaches to Bito Musimane, which I think is great leadership skill mm. by uh, Petrus Mutsipe. Because it shows that there's continuation and that you can grow Grow within the the club. You know, I think it's important because it also says that we should not disrupt the culture. We should not disrupt what we've been doing. Mm. Because those two assistant coaches were actually very paramount to Pito Musimani's success at Sundowns. They're the ones who helped Pito Musimani build Sundowns to what it is today. Well, I hope he and his team gel and that they win more stuff and then he can go off. Go, go go get his money. Yeah. Um. Let's go into shout outs and like wrap things up quickly. Um. So Dumisha, Masha, 
he's an actor. Yeah. Um, he's actually one of. He, I think he acted on Isidingo at some point. Yeah, I know he did. Saints act, and Sinners as well. Yeah, Saints and Sinners acted in Isidingo. He's actually done a lot of international work as well. He is going to be featuring in a horror movie, an American horror movie called Spell. So according to I I O L. Award-winning South African actor Tumisha Masha is featured in upcoming U.S. horror film A Spell alongside Omari Hardwick. So Omari Hardwick is Ghost. If you're a fan yeah. of um, what is this Power? Power. He, he played Ghost. Um, Loretta Devine and and Andre Jacobs. Uh, the plot of the movie centered are uh, centered on Hardwick's character Mar- Marcus. They spelled this interestingly. <laughs> they spelled the name Marcus interestingly. Uh, while flying to his father's funeral in rural... Uh, oh my God. Yeah. And that name, an intense storm causes his, him to lose control of the plane carrying him and his family. After the horrid crash, Marcus awakens uh, wounded, alone, and trapped in Miss Eloise Devine, or Eloise's attic, who claims she can nurse him back to health with a hoodoo figure. She has made from his blood and skin. So if that doesn't already like make your skin crawl a little, it's crazy. Because I actually watched the trailer. Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. I do want to watch it actually. And what I love is that it's a black horror. Yeah, it's a black horror film. And I actually saw um Dumisho like in the yeah. trailer, and he yeah. has like a southern type. He has like an ex- accent he's doing, yeah. and I was like, oh, that sounds yeah. kind of good. And the thing is, you know what I like about Dumisho? He's mm. always been a very skilled artisan, mm. and throughout the years, he's taken on different roles, which have brought out um different facets mm. within his skill set when it comes to his craft. And I think this is this is nice, man. Mm. We're we're starting to bridge. That gap, and we're starting to cross over. Yeah, because I mean, uh, who's who also is doing some international work? Nomza is gonna be yeah. in the coming in, coming to America movie. I mean, obviously, our biggest export was Trevor Noah in the past. Oh, that was like five years ago. Yeah, that was such a long time ago. I mean, besides that, though, I mean, you also look at uh, the Net- Netflix or originals mm. as well. Because let's be honest, uh, talent is talent. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with your geographical bounds. Mm. It's just got to do with how talented are you. And I think we've got artisans which are as talented as anybody in this planet. Mm. It's just, do they get the platform? And once they get given the platform and you see a Tumisho alongside mm. an Omar Hardwick, you get to realize that's where he belongs. Right. And I think it's, it's, it's about time. It's about time. And with that being said, I think it's also important that while we're leveraging um, in foreign shores, that there's also directors who take the initiative within South Africa who yeah. come up and tell our stories in the best possible way. Can stop using the same access exactly. also, man? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, give us options. Give yeah. us other options. Yeah. Um, okay, if you're a fan of Dumisho, here's some of his international television work. It includes Blood Drive. It's a sci-fi series. A British television series, Wallander, starring Kenneth, I don't know how to pronounce that man's name uh the british television drama kidnap and ransom the bbc drama silent witness and emmy award-winning hbo series number one ladies detective agency so he's actually in a lot of like british uh television yeah. shows in series or whatever yeah um some more um shout outs there was a lot of babies born <laughs> recently I mean, people, people were busy people were busy during lockdown clearly congratulations to pro mudiadi and mudiadi <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. 
her and her partner, I don't know him, <laughs> her and her partner, they were, um, they have a new baby, Casper Nyobest and his partner have a new baby, Nicki Minaj also gave birth with her partner. Yeah. So that's, that's nice. Yeah, it, it really is nice. And I think what's, what's nice is when they, especially with regards to, to Casper, I'll stick, I'll stick to the males. Mm-hmm. It's nice when they document certain things that they do with mm. regards to the activity of raising and developing the baby because it's those people have so much influence they don't realize when you see casper and mm. you're like oh he's a good father it motivates you casper fans out there ah i'm gonna be a good father because he's all in you know he was talking about how that's good south african yeah, men need all the motivation yeah they can get. at this a point right them, now a lot of them are bums <laughs> at, at this not, point not all of you not all of you. Yes, please. Maybe not most of you. Yes, please highlight Some of that. you are bums. Yeah. <laughs> Some so, of you. So it's nice when, when they, when, when they document that. And if you're hurt that. by this statement, look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> and uh, his partner, Tobey mm. uh, Gamajosi. Um, mm. I've seen uh, I like stories. I quiet. Eh? Yeah, she so is. She is quiet. quiet. However, I've seen stories as of late this past week, how mm. she's uh, sort of commending Casper and saying, oh, I like how much time he spends with his child, how mm. he puts the child to sleep. So he's really an active father. But I feel like, you know, like I said, South African men need all the inspiration they can get. But also, like, you're praising a fish for swimming. Like, those are things you're supposed to be doing with your Yeah, I, 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 I understand. I truly do. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's just sad that we have to. Mm. Because how many of them do it? Out of 10 fathers, how many are active Actually, fathers? fathers. Mm. And I think that as much as we're praising a fish for swimming... But it's important that we do, do it, it so that people out there are cognizant of the fact that you can actually be a good father and that you're supposed to, to be a good You're dad. supposed to be a good father and you're supposed to be active. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, one day I want us to have like a conversation about having like absent fathers, but like absent fathers that are there. Like, you know, there's fathers that are not there yeah. completely. And there are fathers that are in the household, but are not But present. are not there. You know, they're not present. The, the, they're them, ATMs. The, them ones who just pick you up from your... your pick you up, nigga. No, they don't oh, pick they, you up. You're not talking about those ones. I'm talking about those fathers, you know. They never watch any um, matches mm. of, of when you're participating, any play. They, they just pick you up. You. They don't really talk to you. Or they come you. home and then they go sit in their room or sit at their table, eat their food, then they go yeah. shower, then they go to sleep, and then that's it. Yeah, you that's know, about it. Then you just it. talk to them when you want money, that's all. And then that's it. Mm. And that's and that's very sad. I don't I don't think that should be... I don't think that's a good thing for child development. That's not. Because the thing is about children and how the young mind absorb certain things mm. is that children don't act based on uh verbal energy it's more based on physical energy it's what they see not mm. what they hear mm, how you feel yeah you know you can read the vibe in the room it's like ah, this, yeah, nigga, this nigga ah, this nigga is not really participating it's killing the vibe even <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it's like it's like a lot of a lot mm. okay let me say some mm. this is not a blanket statement some black folk mm. black parents you know they don't really hold each other's hands there's no chemistry mm. but boom 15 kids <laughs> <laughs> but you say you know it's funny because you'll see those those white couples right they have yeah. like one or two kids and they're always yeah. handing each other's yeah. hands and then in the afternoon like in the 
in my neighborhood, you know, you see yeah. them like walking their babies, you yeah. know, they have their babies in their strollers and then they're walking around and that's something we also need to talk about. Yeah, you know? we do. Mm. And and I think it's got to do with I think it's got to do with segregation, it's got to do with apartheid. I think it's also got to do with the way we're raised as well. Because in the black way we are raised. Exactly. Because in black community, it's taboo holding your partner's hand. You know, it's like you bring... But the thing is, we forget that South Africans are actually quite conservative. Yeah. Like, we also come from a conservative type background. Of background as because, well. like, you bring your partner home. It's a Every, big deal. Everybody knows that this is your partner. Mm. But you sort of have to act like you guys are friends. Right? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I remember one of my mom's cousins actually brought a person home. Yeah. And then how her aunt kind of announced them to the family was like, this is... Her friend. <laughs> like, 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 this is her friend? Yeah. Yeah, like, everybody kind of just inferred what yeah. you meant. Yeah. Which is wild to me. Like, I don't know and why we do that. Yeah. But I think it's also how people end up, like, in abusive relationships without the family kind of, like, picking up on it quickly. Yeah. Because then, like, you end up getting married. And then only when you get married or you're doing them at La Bola, then the family's like, I mean, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah, you don't. Because the and thing then, is. At that time, you're already five years in. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, uh, you don't know. Because this guy has been friend for the past five years. Yes. You don't know, okay, uh, what what do we do here? Mm. A, however, to I think that's a great parting shot on a friendly note and a friendly return from EarPod. Uh, I think this has been a very light-hearted and... Um, yeah, I wanted to keep it light nice. and easy and breezy. Breezy? Chris yeah. Bree? Nah. <laughs> no. Let's keep no. him out of that. <laughs> hey, that guy. That guy is salty. Whenever they bring him up, hey, he gets angry. Hey, <laughs> keep your name out of my mouth. <laughs> hey, don't speak about me. He's so... Yeah, he's like, he's so belligerent. No, I think it's because people usually talk about him in a negative yeah. type of light. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Oh! YouTube channel. We're starting a YouTube cha- YouTube channel. <laughs> um, so you can listen here on the uh, on the podcast. Also go to YouTube to listen to us. We would kindly appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of EarPod. We do look forward to more episodes and uh, also just being finishing able finishing off the, the year yeah finishing off the year and I just can't also, wait for this year to end yeah I also can't also just being able to broaden our content as well mm. and being able to sort of give a different view and perspective to the things that we speak about on yeah. the show anyway bye everyone signing out <laughs>